We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings Tournament of Champions 2023 DraftKings Picks and preview reminder to smash the like button to the episode sub to mayo media network if you missed the research show or the picks and bet show with jeff feinberg after this go download them go like them go watch them please go do that but first a reminder to play in the DraftKings listeners league there's around 1200 spots remaining lineup lock is going to be at 2 30 p.m eastern on thursday because we're out in hawaii so you do have all thursday morning to tweak your lineups make terrible decisions Get off the winner. You know how that ends up working. Also, the one and done, uh, Steam is picking up. Spots are filling up very quickly. There's just over, I believe, 1,400 spots left. I assume that'll be like 200 by next Monday. So go get your spot in the Race for the Mayo Cup right now. It's $125 to play, five max entry, and there's 50K to first place. $35,000 to second place, Toe Tag and Tambo. Tower Tambellini of RunPureSports.com and the Fantasy Golf Degenerates pod, two things, which will be featured on Mayo Media Network during golf season, is here in studio. Hello. Excited to be back. Uh, you, you said second for 35K and then came right to me. Are you insinuating something, Pat? I, I really want to win first place in that. That's I've mine. got my entries. The fir- first place is mine. Everyone, oh, okay. Everyone I, else is playing for second. You can have it. 
Yeah, I've got you. If you're not in Incredible Tournament, I've had a lot of people reach out. DMA, is there any one-and-done leagues, all that? There's a, there's other leagues there, but like the $125, five max, 50K up top, even payout structure, definitely something that you want to get in. I'm excited for it this year. Got multiple entries, so don't have to mess up and make those tinkering mistakes you just talked about. Maybe we do that tomorrow with DFS, but excited to be back. Excited that the season is finally here. And you've had a lot of success at this tournament before. I was telling you that I don't like the 39-man <laughs> no-cut fields. It's just like, ugh. But... You kill this one. I usually like smaller fields in a lot of different things. Like in basketball, a six to eight gamer is much better than the 13 to 14 gamers. Smaller, the better. Same thing in golf for this. I think just the ownership will congregate in a lot of spots. It'll be balanced across the board in some way, shape or form, but there will be guys that we hit later. Song Jays, the wise is all, all those types of guys where you see they have huge ownership that you can just find a way to get different in these tournaments and level up that way. All right. So I did say that I was going to give out a winner, give away a free entry to the people who screenshotted me their entries into the tournament. And the winner is at CR Sims four. I assume that's Craig Sims. The fourth, maybe? IV? Like David Moreland IV? Nice. But you're the winner. I'll DM you your free entry. So congratulations on having two entries into the race for the Mayo Cup. So I'm going to give out another few of them here. So what do you think the best way to do this is? I was going to say, if you screenshot me that you have two entries in the race for the Mayo Cup, then I'll give away like four more to those people. That's a great way to do it. So there yeah. we go. There's the, there's the new one. So on Twitter at the PME, screenshot me the fact that you have two entries in the race for the Mayo Cup. And then you are eligible to be in the draw for another free entries. And I'll give away four of those to the winner. So we're really up the ante here. Yeah, and everybody that has two, definitely. Three max is the best way to play. Well, it's five so, max. Yeah, no, but I'm saying if they get their third, because they have two, your your contest that you're doing, they'll get a yeah. third. They get to play it like a three max. And they could add more if they want. But I, I, I love a three max. And are you doing all five, you said? I did three. I'm going to so do I'm doing three as well. Yeah, I did the three max. We should probably talk. Do you want to enter the thousand dollar? The thousand dollar? Yeah, I, I played in it last year and I was doing great. How, in how many people are in it? I didn't look at it. 40, Forty-nine. Yeah, might might be something. Yeah, we could we could enter. So it is. Yeah, there's forty-nine people. Top prize is fifteen grand. I think it's like fifteen grand, ten grand, seventy-five hundred. I think it's the payout. Three three payouts? Uh, no, no, it, it pays more than that. Let's see here. Let me click on it. And take a look. There's 33 people left in it. So there's 16 open spots. And the prizes are 15, 10, 75, 5, 3, 25, 2,000. It's top seven pay yeah. in that one. It's actually pretty nice. Yeah, yeah nice, nice flat payout structure. Yeah, I do like that. That's what I was looking for, right? And then how much does it pay out versus the rest versus the up top? So yeah, I'll definitely look at it after we get off here. All right. Maybe we both enter. Maybe we split an entry. Who knows? That could be a fun part of the show. Uh, we could add that to the show. The $1,000 that that entry. That could, that could be a part of the show. Yeah, I like that. I like that angle. So again, uh, if you have two entries in the race for the Mayo Cup, or if you have one, go get another one, then screenshot it to me. Then you can enter the draw, and I'll give away four of those. We'll announce those on Monday with Jeff Feinberg on the show because it'll be as close to full as possible. I want to make sure that you guys get your free entries. I got my bets. Remember that part of the show? How many do you have for this week? Uh, I got a few. Okay. A few, you, know, listen, you know I'm going to have a few bets on the go here. So Let's see where we line up. You go ahead. And listen, you, you can add some to it uh, with me. I was thinking Xander, and we'll get to the Xander situation here in a second. I was thinking about someone at the top of the board, and I was like, you know what? This is how I lose money, not betting the top of the board and then moving back a little bit to the guys that are most definitely going to come fourth. But I have Morikawa at 22 to 1, Hovland at 22 to 1, and Hideki at 45 to 1, which I just thought was a huge number. Not that I love Hideki or anything, but. It's definitely a huge number. Power at 40. 
So, you know, that yeah. if you want to do it that way, I think Hideki, it's fine. Hideki's finished top four three times in five starts at the scores. By I, the way. I like Hideki when we get to the DFS conversation just because people are not playing him. They don't want to, but we will. They want to try him at 9K and plus. And I used to always say never play him over 10K. And now we get him at 8,100. So why not give him a try in a field if nobody's going there? But I, I like the other two. I have a real big worry in the back of my mind. I know it's all narrative based and all this, but you probably heard about Hovland being over there already and getting in his work in in advance and being ready to go. He won the hero. He's been incredible incredible on coastal courses, low scoring, all that. I do have a big worry not to be on him. So great number on him, like Morikawa this week. I took Cantlay, 12 to 1. Did you see that picture of him? Yeah, I saw Nikki as well. She was there. Was looking. He's looking like he's doing just fine. Khaki shorts, black, black sneakers and all. I think he's fine, Pat. I don't know about that. I do. Also, I like him on easier courses, and I think it's going to be pretty easy again this week. So I, I like Cantlay. That pitcher doesn't bother me at all. I know some doubled down when they saw that pitcher because the, 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 the don't give a fuck. Hey, I'm so rich it doesn't matter. I'll yeah, dress how seen, I. I'll dress seen, how I want. You've seen okay the Mai Tai conversation at this course years ago. Those pampered fucks, he says. But they, you've seen him the pitcher where he's sitting like the you know chilling out in the looks like by a pool or something he's got the girls there and the shirt half off like this guy doesn't care man he's crushing it doesn't matter i, I think he's great so i'm good with him and then uh, our guy tom jacobs doing doing some shows in the past on the Mayo media network he's, hey, he's gonna be on uh, the dp world tour picks and bet show with skylar hoke that's on my own media network in excellent you show need, need your euro fix yeah uh, and with some big time long shots that you can win with as well 501 at one point with sky but uh tom has been on fire last season i was putting in the tidbits plenty with the first round leaders i don't think he's doing the article this year so r.i.p to the article but he posted a tidbit i'm not doing i'm bringing them back next week i'm finishing out nfl strong week 18 nfl tidbit next week pga back jt first round leader 16 to 1 if you want to get your piece we know he's capable of winning this two-time winner here in great in hawaii why not just hop on the first round though and just get it done right, right out of the gate 16 I, to 1 i don't mind that I, I liked it i went with it I, i'll tail him give him the credit i think it's awesome i i don't have any first round leaders in so that's you know something to get my juices flowing on a slam I, I guess thursday evening here it's gonna be like midnight by the time the first round ends up i'll wake up and see if i won how about that wake up and collect your money yeah yes, that's always a nice way to do it so I, I bet a top five on brian Harmon at six to one and i bet a top seven on jt posted at seven to one and i played a head-to-head which i rarely throw into these uh Harmon over Seamus power at even money Pretty much like it all, yeah. I mean, I like, I like power a little bit more, but I'm heavier on Harmon. I even took him in our season-long draft that we did here on the channel. So I, I think he's fine. I love that you took a top five for him, but you're like, yeah, Poston, give me those extra two spots. Hey, Harmon has finished third at this tournament in two starts before. So. And a lot of seconds recently, so he's doing just fine. But yeah, go, going over to the, the Poston side and adding the two more spots definitely makes sense. I like Poston. Probably talk about him later as well. Yeah, I was going to play the each ways on those guys, but like Harmon was only... 45 to 1 or 50 to 1 or something. He was the same number as Hideki, which is, yeah. again, the main reason that I bet Hideki was just like, why is he in the tier with these guys? I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, people are always worried about Hideki. He's the last one that hasn't gone to live for the withdraw issues with Kevin Na and Louis O and those guys moving over. So I think people are still always thinking about Hideki and the potential for WD. Uh, we'll check in on the weather. Doesn't seem like there's much of a problem, at least right now. Yeah. From what we can tell on a Wednesday morning, it's much better than it was when I did the research show on Saturday. Yeah, keep an eye on it. I was looking too, like the the tea time wise. <laughs> the tea times are uh, 
not completely spread out. Like it's not something too much that I'm worried about. So uh, you could always go with that angle. But like you said, as of, as of now, when I was looking on Monday, there was some wind. It's died down. So it could pick right back up, but I don't see anything to worry about as of now. Yeah, not once during the four rounds does it look like it's going to breach 17 miles per hour in terms of gust. Again, it's the weather. It can change. But if this is what we're planning for, just all systems go on whatever <laughs> narrative that you want to go into it with we'll tell you the weeks we're heavier on it and we'll get it wrong and go the opposite but yeah we, we will do that throughout the season on the show so overall there's 39 players in the field and again it's a no-cut event so you're going to get your your juice from all those guys except for one year i played kevin na and i think he was like the worst tournament of all time i think he was like 35 over and i think he won the next week yeah, that's a sony sounds like kevin that na. sounds like kevin na yeah there is the xander thing that came out he withdrew from the pro-am and you think this is a reliable source so you're worried but I'm never worried. No, okay, it's my, my, my common theme has always been the same people. Oh, if only we could get injury reports for golf. You got it. There's your injury report. It's not due to illness. <laughs> Questionable. It says a good source that it's possibly injury. And now you have to decide what you want to do. Now what? My case is always the same. This is not a cut week, Pat, but a lot of weeks we play will be a cut event. And how much of your lineups go to, go to the wasteland? 90%? Like it's 10%, six to six usually. 90% goes to the dumpster. You can try and protect your money by not doing it, but I just have no worries if it's actually going to lower his ownership. We'll see. And I honestly think he'll withdraw before. If it's something that it sounds like where it happened when he got there or since he's been there and he can't move through it, we'll get enough time. Like it's 2.30 Eastern time tee off tomorrow. I think he'll let us know. I know he's in the last group. That's kind of the challenge, but... Is he really going to wait the extra two and a half or three hours, whatever it is? To he get... might. He could. He could. But I'm just saying I'm not going away from it because of that. I'll, I'll wait and see. Would you be hesitant to use him in something like a single entry? Yeah, I think that's where people, again, it's your money. It's your decision. I just don't think there's enough reliable source. Yes. How valid? No idea. Doesn't. There's no way to validate it. So maybe you don't put your high dollar stuff on them because you want to protect and hedge a little bit within your portfolio. That way I could understand it. I'm just saying I, I'm not going to just get off it because they said he might not play tomorrow. And once again, the Listener's League for DraftKings is down in the description. Let's fill that up so we can make it bigger for the Sony Open. We actually have a cut event, the ones that I enjoy the most, obviously, because there's nothing I enjoy more than having a really nice-looking 5 of 6 lineup. I think everyone out there is on the same page with that. And if you want to build your lineups and do your statistical research, fantasynational.com slash mayo will get you that 20% off. So go do that right now. Let's talk DraftKings. Different than we're usually doing on this show. So I think I want to follow the formula that we've been doing on the NFL show. People have really enjoyed that. I think it's a little bit different in golf because there's only six spots. There's no positions. There's no real like stacks that we're playing unless we're playing win stacks or skill stacks, anything like that. So if I'm just starting my lineup, who did Kenny go with his cash core this week? So Kenny's cash game cornerstones were Rom. Xander, we'll wait and see if he makes a pivot or a change there. Morikawa went with the three guys up top, and then he dropped down low to Adam Svensson coming off the win to end the season. Okay, so that would give you Rom. Again, Rory's out, by the way. I mean, it says that next to his <laughs> name, but just in case you didn't know. He was never in. That's the so, best part. So yeah. Rom, Xander, Morikawa, and Svensson. How do you feel about Svensson at the bottom? I think he's $6,400. Uh, he's very cheap. He can make this lineup work. So with that core four, that gives you... 73.50 for the final two players. So you could go up down if you wanted to. You could hit Thigala and someone else at the bottom of the seven. Well, we, we know, I know exactly where he's going because it's pretty obvious. It just lands on Thigala wise. Yeah, yeah Thigala wise. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you want to look at it like we do on the football show from that perspective to give us a start here, I don't use. 
a ton of projections for golf because I care more about game theory, the ownership, all that stuff, as we've talked about plenty in the past. On these shows, it's a different format for setting it up. But this, if you want to use Optimizer to compare throughout the show like NFL, this projects for 587. Okay. Just to give a number, and then we can start looking at other stuff. The issue is I don't know whether that's good or bad for this tournament. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's probably fine. Like, these are all good cash plays to me. If you look at it, like, Rom, Xander, I guess, you know, Hoagie would have went in there for me somewhere. I would say, like, let me just adjust this really quickly. Take Morikawa out. Oh, how dare you? Well, because this, I'm just going off what I think here. So you, you take out the Gala, because he'll still be popular, but he's more of a tournament play. Let's go Hoagie and Svensson at the bottom and see what we can do. Yeah, that's what I thought. You get 10-2. You can almost get to Scheffler. But I think this cash line, I mean, it does project five points higher. So it's Rom, JT, Xander. And then you've got... Double bottom. Hoagie, Svensson, Aaron Wise. You can also change John Rom to Scheffler in that one because you have the 300 bucks. Forget about JT. And it projects less because, you know, the books and everybody... and the Sorry, the projections and everything like Rom more than Scheffler. But just a note, I think that's how it would be, right? People want X before the injury in no cut. Short field event. It's what he does. JT in Hawaii makes perfect sense. Wise, everyone's going to play. I, I guess the other thing is, what do you think about Sung Im? Because Sung Im looks popular at 8,300 as well. I like Sung Jae enough. I just happen to like all the guys around him, either slightly more, slightly less, the same, and they all project to be way lower owned. So I'm probably just going to go straight fade on Sung Jae. There's a couple guys that I'm just outright not playing this week. And Sung Jae is one of them. Aaron Wise is another one. Yeah, I was just going to say those two. It's funny you brought those. So Sung Jae... <laughs> Wise, and I actually think Tom Hoagie falls into the bucket as well. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good not playing Tom Hoagie. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, Tom, if Tom Hoagie's the one who burns me, yeah, I was fucked anyway. Yeah. So just of note, I mean, if you're trying to get away from three of those guys in the lineup together, like in that same build that I had, you can keep JT Xander. And again, once you, if you find out after you're watching the show that Xander has withdrawn or you have a problem with him, you can drop him down to a Morikawa or a Finau or something like that. Well, it's funny because you keep hitting on these names. If we're going to talk about like ownership and trying to get leverage, the guy who no one is using above $8,000 is Fitz. No one's using Fitz. Right. So is he a good play? Because I don't want to use him either. Are you using him? I'm going to use him, but spare, sparingly, I, I guess is the word. Like, you look at from the perspective of, you know, I don't know what to expect. Again, I mean, I know you know this, Pat, but just going back, debutantes not, do not do well here. They never have, never contended. He's up in a, a higher price point, 9100 bucks. But when you look at the debutantes we have this year, Zalatoris, Fitzpatrick, Cam Young, Tom Kim. These are names I think we'll be talking about for years to come. So it definitely makes it tougher when you see it from that perspective. He does fit in to me as a good play here, uh, especially considering you've got Finau, Morikawa, Xander, those guys above him. Maybe he picks up some late steam, but I'm seeing like 12 to 15% as a, as a bucket right now when it comes to ownership. So definitely some leverage in there on Matt Fitzpatrick. The other one who's wildly underowned, who I will be using a ton of, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, up top. Yeah, because everyone's going to Rom. Like, Rom is probably going to be the highest-owned player, I think. Him or Cantley, I would say, with, like, JT and Xander just behind. And then you have Fina, who's going to be super popular. Sungjae, like you mentioned. I think Sungjae might be the most popular in this league. M- maybe because it's it's less to break it up point. around there. But, I mean, why is Sungjae better than Hovland, Burns, Spieth, or Hideki? Yeah, that's what you have to think about, yeah. That, that's the I, I don't think that he, like, maybe he, he finishes better. Maybe, I just, I think coming into this event and trying to pick players if one guy is going to be what do i have him at 29 percent and i have hideki at 12 percent spieth at 15 percent like no he's not going to beat them more than 
fifty percent of the time. Like, yeah, the, the main issue is, is the ownership. The this is what we'll always get into, but the ownership, the game theory of it, all that. But like I would say, it's not who you play; it's how you play them. Is Songjae a good? Is Songjae underpriced? I think absolutely at eighty three hundred. That's why the ownership is flocking there. Look at the stats. Look at the form. Look at everything going on with Songjae. Makes him a good play at eighty three hundred. But what, like you said, when you've got Hovland eighty five. Burns, 84. Homa, Burns and Homa stand out to me. I know we talked about the Hovlands and the Spieths and the Matsuyamas. Homa's been grinding just in his own right. I know he's got the baby swag, too, that you could be oh, coming okay. off of. There we go. You know, Easy to, sell. To, but, but again, look at guys that win, like Homa, Burns. They've won a bunch more than Sungjae, and they're right there for 100 or 200 bucks more. They can contend here. Hovland just won in a field kind of like this recently that you can look at him at 8,500. So... I don't see that you have to go to Sungjae. And I think guys like Sungjae and Wise, the two that you brought up, are the good pivots for when you get into something like a single entry. But I understand if someone says, well, I'm already on Scheffler and Fitzpatrick to start my lineup. Well, then it's probably fine to plug those guys in. Again, it always comes down to your whole lineup construction and not just this guy versus that guy. Who do I play? Well, it depends on some of the other factors. I'm good with not playing. I mean, I like Xander a lot. I think everyone kind of likes Xander. They're waiting to see on this news about whether he's actually injured or not. But I'm good with not playing him mm-hmm. at $9,500 if, because I don't think the ownership's going to be impacted. I think people are just going to play him. Yeah, I, I still think he's going to be between 20 to 25. Yeah. So if that's the case, you also have, who was the other one? Zalatoris is probably going to push 20% when it comes down to it. I just don't know what he is going to be coming off this injury. He hasn't played in ages. That if, again, if he's another guy, if he kills me this week, you know, get my lumps out early in the season. I'm good with not playing him either. The, the higher owned he gets, the harder it gets for me to, to move a bunch of shares there. I will say conflicted because two things. One, what do, what do I always say about him? Like we don't want to play him in a birdie fest and there's going to be lots of birdies to be had out there, but he obviously puts it in tight. One of the best ball strikers in the world, assuming he's good off this long break, the back surgery, getting married, all these other factors, first time seeing the course. But Kenny brought up a good point on our podcast about how the course changes have made, like in the past, the reason it was that debutants kind of didn't have the best run out was because they haven't seen the pin placements all this with the changes and stuff they've done it's kind of newer for everybody a little bit so it's not something that people can lean on as much but then lastly the other side of the coin is if you look at the numbers over the last i think it's 2018 to now strong fields again since zalatoris has been on tour i should say it doesn't really matter but he falls into the class which is lower rounds but good enough sample size stronger fields is where he comes through but it's also because a lot of those tougher events and the majors and things like that. So it's hard to really pick a side on this one, I think. Yeah, I'm going to pick my side and just not play him. Yeah, I'm, I'm always okay with not playing Zalatoris at higher price. 8900 is kind of a, a good price tag just to sort of suck you in. I was called Best Buy pricing, 8900 bucks, Not quite 9000 He's cheap. You can get him in there. I don't know. He's just a little bit over average price point. But I prefer Cam Young if I'm playing a, a debutante at similar ownership, at everything, all of the, those factors. I still prefer Cam Young at 8800 And I know that Tom Kim is going to be popular. I like Tom Kim. I am playing Tom Kim. He, okay, I, I would lean out on him more than Zalatoris. The guy's good. He's I see, I, I would go the other way with it. At least I know Tom Kim can putt. That's true. That's and why it's probably, not, And it's not like his irons are bad. They're top three coming into this over the past 50 rounds. Yeah. And we've seen this style of he, player. I, I know driving distance. I mean, this can get conflated a little bit because I saw, I forget who it was who put it out. I think it was, no, nah, I can't even remember. What did point. they put out? It just like the correlation between stroke skiing stats and different stats and the performance at this course versus some of the other courses and driving distance really rated out very highly. Now, is that because the best players in the field are all the guys who like, just look at this field. 
from yeah. top to bottom. You have your good players. You have your bad players who won jabroni tournaments. Most of the jabroni players are not long hitters. Right. So, of course, they're not going to beat the guys at the top who have the longer driving distance. Exactly. And that's typically <laughs> what it comes down to. Be, oh, it's a bomber. Like a U.S. Open, kind of, in a way. Except, And U.S. Open is that spread, too. Because you get qualifiers, amateurs. All, we, we know we're not including them. Bigger field. But I'm just saying, it's all, oh, we know what the mold that fits this course. Yeah. The best players <laughs> all have those skill sets. Best players play good. Yeah. Like, they all are pretty long. And that's why they're good and, and part of their game. They all have good irons. They all have good a wedge game or something that differentiates them. Again, there is outliers, of course. I don't know about that with Tom Kim. Like you said, again, the guy's going to either continue this hot run, but like you said, at least he can putt. So I don't, I don't hate that angle from you. And again, he really comes down to what you give him from a skill set perspective because he's not going to pop in a lot of the people are playing him because they saw the guy win twice and how good he is and at the President's Cup and all these factors. He's he's very good. I mean, he pops. He pops for me when I looked at my numbers. Yeah. So I mean, if he, if he does, that's why I would go with him there. I'm I'm definitely happier getting on board with Cam Young or Max Homa. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. So this is the big question for me then. When I'm constructing my lineups, and obviously you can play up to 150 in some of these contests. We're not talking about 150 here. Like you're playing... One, three, 20. We'll try to max it at 20 with something like this. You have to really narrow down your player pool. Mm-hmm. Can't play everyone uh, in a 39-man field, even with 20 lineups. So when you're doing your construction, you talked about there are Sheffler Thomas lineups you can play or Cantley Xander lineups you can play. What if you just started with Cam Young? Oh, God. Is that too? too I think way too for this tournament. You could, you could go Cam Young, 
Homa, Hovland, Spieth, Hideki as five guys in your lineup and still have someone you don't have to go into the sixes. You can go up. The problem is I don't like the sevens. I have no idea what to do in the sevens. I like the gala. That's it. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of ways I would do that differently then. To, okay. your, to your point, is that okay? Maybe. I, I don't like it because I think, again, two, two notes. One, no the best of the best is above 9K here. Like, look at those dudes. Secondly, the winners, you know it from betting that it's, I think it's, what is it, all 20 to 1 or worse odds that have won this tournament. So we want funny funny stuff this week out there in the threads on the Twitter space and all that. But we want the winner. So we do want to we do want to find the winner. That is I, correct. I have been doing this wrong. So... If we think it's up top in that, I will say this, though. I did look at this, and it was interesting. I know there's only two guys up top, technically, in Scheffler and Rom. And if you want to lump JT and Cantlay into there, that's fine. But what if you did, like, a Morikawa Finau with, with two high 8Ks, and then you skip the sevens? And you get that FOMO of, oh, but I don't have Aaron Wise, or I don't have some of these Thigalas and the Powers and the ones everybody wants to play. But who cares? Let's just say the 6K guys are similar to them and Scott Stallings comes through or something like that. Like who cares? Scott Stallings versus Seamus Power? Probably want power, but why not just take Stallings in something like this? Who cares? Gets all four rounds, can score, goes low, par fives, all those factors. To me, they're not that much different. So I could just do it that way. Two 9Ks, two 8Ks, skip the sevens, drop down. Do you think that's probably the best lineup construction that you can go with this week? Because I, I'm trying to figure out where I want to pool my players at. Like, where do I want to play the roulette and interchange everyone? <laughs> yeah. So I want to take a stand either at the top or the bottom, maybe both, and kind of play a lot of these 8K guys together to see if I can hit the right combination. I just need to be right about the top and right about the bottom when I go into it. So the two guys above nine that I want to play the most are Scheffler and Morikawa. I was just going to say, when you asked, do I think that's the best line? No, I think it's pretty, it's not common because we know the guys that I said, like Wise and those that are fitting in to the lineups as the one-offs. So I like skipping them. But to bring it up, like going back up to the top, I, again, again, I'll go down with it early in the season on someone like Scheffler coming in at this ownership to Rom. I, I took him in the draft. Uh, I like him for that reason, but but not just that. In general, I think it makes sense. And Scheffler is the guy that you see up top that I see as just sort of the best play on the board up there and then fitting guys in. And you could still go Scheffler with a Morikawa or Scheffler with a Finau. Like Scheffler, Finau. Let's do that. Okay, so let's build that one out. Scheffler, See, Scheffler at 10-3 and Finau. I like Morikawa more than Finau this week, but that's me. You have $7,600 left per player. So I guess I should ask, who do you like in the 6Ks? Yeah, it, I was just going to say, too, by the way, if you go Scheffler, Finau, Morikawa, your average is still 7000 So we we do have to talk about the 6K range for the same reason. But okay, so that, that's let, the point. Yeah, let, let's just go to 6Ks. Let me throw Morikawa. Actually, let's throw Homa into this one. I like Homa. Homa at 60 or at 86. Now we have 72. I like Mullenix near the bottom. I think that he sets up pretty well for this course. Again, we're talking about guys who have a lot of length. He's, he's got a lot of length. Yeah. And when you go and look at how he has been playing, essentially since he won, he is not the most consistent player in the world. I think that we know that about Trey Mullenix at this point. However, the difference between him and Luke List, because I think they're very similar players in a lot of ways, is Trey Mullenix really can't chip to save his life. And generally, he is bad at putting. However, he does have these spikes, like 4.6 in Houston for a fourth-place finish, 2.6, 3.5, 3.1. And that's so, like, four of his past eight events, he has gained at least three strokes putting. He's lost th four, two, six in some of them, so he's been really bad on the other side. But when you think about Luke List, pretty good chipper, but he's not gaining strokes putting in four of eight events. It's just not happening for right. him. So at least I might get lucky with the putting, with Mullenix, and the iron play has been great, the driving has been great, and listen, if he has to utilize this around the green here, he's not doing well. 
These are giant grains. You're already dead anyway. That's exactly, that's what someone said. And I think that was a a good comment. I saw there was like, if if you're worried about, you know, if they got a chip, you're already done, right? You're screwed anyway. So if you're playing for that, and like I said, so many lineups go down with the wind anyway, like they get crushed, that it's fine that if you just go with that. So I like the Mullinex call. I think that is though, Pat, why people are gravitating towards Tom Hoagie. Because when you look at his stats recently, and you see his you know, opportunities gained. Talk about Fantasy National. Within 15 feet, right, is what that one is. If he's getting you there, maybe he's not the best putter. But if he is finding the putter, and, and what's his putting stats been like lately, I think? Uh, pretty good, actually. Yeah. He was poor at the RSM, but that was really about it. He is coming off two missed cuts to end the swing season. Yeah. Missed at Mayakoba and missed at the RSM. So it's not like he's in the best form ever. And we see him go through this. Like he won last year. He had a second, a fourth at the RSM, a second at the Amex, first at Pebble, 14th at Phoenix. He has like middling results, comes back a little bit, ninth at the PGA Championship, missed six cuts in a row. Yeah. Like this is what you're dealing with at the bottom here. Now, obviously, these guys aren't going to miss cuts, but if everyone is just gravitating towards Hoagie, I don't see why he's a substantially better play than fucking Ches Reevy. Oh, God. Like, I don't like Shez Reevy, but no, like, they're you. similar type players. Obviously, Shez won last year. That's why he's here. So, like... Yeah, I, the Mullinex call, I was fine with that. I think that one's good. I, I get Svensson as well, why people are going there, coming off the win. I can good, see... It. Good lag putter, too. Yeah, the thing about Svensson, like you said, too, is also... It's always the same. Like, he reminds me of the same thing. Why would you play him? Because he can do... To me, he can do the same thing Hoagie can do. He can put it to 10, 15 feet, and then it's all about does he make the putt or not. But at this price tag, you're just having a battle between them. My my interest is actually in the upper range. I just want to take Molinex out for a second. I'm going to leave Scheffler, Finau, Homa, and just see if you go Poston and Stallings. Yeah, see, you still get to 8,400. So you like Stallings? I do. Okay. I'm just taking a shot. His, his numbers aren't going to show. Recent form is king. He doesn't have it from what I see, but I'm just saying in general, I'm taking a shot down in this range anyway. He's 100 bucks more than Hoagie. Looks like he's coming in at lower ownership. We know he can score at times. He, he made a bunch of money last year by just going to these tournaments where you can just find a putter and, and get lucky with it and start making money that way. So I think this is another good spot to do it. He's long enough off the tee. I, th- I think it all makes sense. Do, do you think he got his off-season routine in? I'm, I bet he did. Cycled up a I think bit? he did. He cycled get, up. Get, get back ready for 2023? <laughs> the, so, S, the S installing stands for steroids. I, I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not, but it could be. Scheffler, Finau, Homa, Stallings, Poston. With those five, you have 84, like you said. And my guy. You could use Sungjae in this lineup if you wanted to. I think this one is contrarian enough, and you'd leave $100 on the table, and you could use Sungjae without feeling the massive ramifications of him being 35% owned. But you could use Burns or just drop down to Spieth or Matsuyama or Herman if you wanted to. Okay. Like they're all in that spot. Yeah, I agree. And let me ask you this, though. The Burns versus M thing, this has you know, been on my mind, at least anyway. Like, What's the ownership difference between those guys? But Sorry, Hovland, Burns, M. So what I'm looking at right now, Hovland at around 18 to 20%. Makes sense. And listen, the, the projections are going to be worse this week than probably all, limited field events and small field events are hard to project ownership. So you really have to expand your range because one of these guys is going to come in hilariously under-owned and one of the lower-owned guys is going to come in hilariously over-owned. Right. And so I have the projection at Sungjae for 30% right now, but if he was 43%, I wouldn't be super stunned at the same time either. I think he's a pretty safe one to be, like you said, probably the highest known guy, could be the second highest known guy, whatever it is. So you have Hovland at like 18 to 20, Burns at like 15 to 20-ish, somewhere in that range, the upper teens. Sungjae from 30 to 35, let's say. And then below that, you have Hideki from like 10 to 15, Spieth like 13 to 18, and then 
I mean, Billy Horschel's like 6%, but I don't want to use Billy Horschel. <laughs> I'm going to use some Billy Horschel this week. I will say that. I just, again, I know he hasn't done well, but in the past, and you look at him here, but you know, you never know, Billy, what he can find. He was a big talker last year too, so let's see. He did talk a lot of shit. He definitely talked a lot of shit. 7,900, maybe I'm getting sucked in, but he can, I'll, I'll find out. He's 100 bucks less than Harmon. What, what's the real difference between those two? Not that much. When you put it that they way. even have the same initials. When you put it that way, Sure. And I dislike both these players. And I bet on Horschel all the time, and I never bet on Harmon. I'm flipping it this week. Okay. So that's probably good news for Billy Ho. But let me ask you this. What's the difference between Brian Harmon, Billy Horschel, and for how much less is this? For 1000 or or $1,200 less? Like, isn't Mac Hughes kind of in their same territory? Yeah. Like, just, hey, just hit the green, man. Make some 20-foot putts. Be on your way. By the way, Max Homa, another MH. We did the BH with Brian Harmon, Billy Horschel. Max Homa. Baby swag from October, end of October. Mac Hughes, the other MH, another Mac, he's got his baby swag from December 2nd, 2022. So Ooh. stars could be aligning on Mac Hughes, our Canadian brethren there, at 6,900. Nice number there, too. Outside of Captain Ramius, who is the stone min at 6,000, who's like 1% owned, <laughs> and Ryan Brem, who no one's going to go to either. I prefer Brem over Ramey if you really needed to do it, but... I don't what, want to what, what did Bre- what did Brem win? Do you remember? I, he, I wouldn't hold won, it to it. I just don't. It was remember. either Puerto Rico or Corrales. I'm pretty and, sure. And didn't was... Ramey win the other one? Yeah, like two coastal style setups. Man, maybe. Or, or, it's funny because Brem bombs it, and I think it was like the only cut he made all year. Yeah, because he is not good. Let's see how did he do. Yeah, he. Oh my God, he won in Puerto Rico his first start of the year, and then missed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 of his next 20 cuts. Pretty good. With no finish better than T31 that was in Minnesota. Sorry, not good. Pretty impressive, though. It's hard to do. G- good consistency. <laughs> good on consistency. His part. Missing, that, missing that many cuts. What about Ramey? You can't go to these guys, can you? Like, come on. Uh, let's see. With Ramey, Ramey's missed four in a row, and he's missed 10 of his last 12. Yeah. I, I got a real hard time with those guys at the bottom. Look, you'll be like, they're not with the, them already. But like, listen, there's something about like, you know, listen, Seb Straka, Poston, Hoagie, Svensson. Like those are usually 7K players in a regular DFS drafting yeah. slate in your average tournament. Brem and Ramey are always the minimum. Yeah. No matter what the field. The, the two I would take the shot on. I, I'm with you on Mullinex over list, but I also would take a shot on JJ Spawn just for scoring. Right, we can see we've seen him go low plenty. It's not my favorite. I'm just saying it. Like at least those two, Mullinex and Spawn, I know what I'm getting into, but I'm willing to take some risk on them. The guys from Svensson up to Mackenzie Hughes, you can make an argument for them. They're fine. Like all those guys, if you want to play them, go ahead. I guess the bigger thing to go back to at the original question, Pat, was like there, Homa. I mean Homa, Hovland, those guys, Burns. They they win a bunch of tournaments. M does not win a bunch of tournaments, and he's the chalk for the price and the Vegas odds and all of that. So if I'm making a pivot there, I just have no problem at all going to the guys around them. Even though you're not getting a, an insane ownership spot, maybe you get five to ten points. I'm just saying if your lineup's already filled with other chalk pieces, in our case, this is to bring up back to the original point, Scheffler up top instead of Rom and a 10K guy instead of no 10K guy. By the way, I am not playing John Rom this week. Good, good point to add in. Well, we can go back there in a second. I'm playing Scheffler instead. Like, yeah. I only have so many lineups. I got to make my choice. I'm playing Scheffler. And, and that's great because I think other people are off it and just playing Rom or JT. So I, I like that. That's why I'm doing it. But to bring that up, and that's fine. I, I like it. I'm saying, but that's where I'm going with this is like, okay, when you, you said it yourself, this is why you could play him in this lineup. But the reason, like, for everyone listening, Scheffler, not Rom or JT. Finau, not Cantlay, X. We'll see what happens with X or Morikawa. So you're different there. 
Homa when everyone's on Burns, Hov- or sorry, Hovland and Tom Kim. And then you go down to the bottom and you're using post installings in this lineup when people are using Svensson Hoagie. You're off everybody pretty much in the rate. You have no 7K guy in Aaron Wise or Thigala. So now this is why when people ask that 1v1 question, well, look at the rest of your lineup. Im is fine in any lineup, but I mean, if you want to do it, but it, for me, I don't want to put him with Wise, with Hoagie, with all the same guys that everyone else is putting him with. In this lineup, he sets up just fine. Quick ask about some of these guys in the 7Ks. Like I said, I think the only one that I'm going to play is Sahith Tigala, because I like him. Very good leg putter as well. I just like his game. I feel like he has the swag to contend with these guys. He's, he's always worth it on DraftKings, especially when you're getting a no cut and all that. Because all right, he's going to score. Two things about him. Yeah, he scores, but also even when he shoot, you'll see him be like, oh, I went with Sahith again. He just shot. He's eight over. Oh, by the way, now he's shooting six under through six <laughs> because he doesn't give up. He just goes back at it and keeps firing. So you got to love that with him here. I do worry a little bit with the ownership on that range of wise Thigala power. When above it, you have... Yeah, but but uh, almost, uh, to, to, to quote yourself, it's how you play them, right? Oh, for sure. So with the Gala, the reason that you're seeing stuff build up here, because you have this like mask of four guys in the low sevens that are really popping in ownership. It's Keegan, Wise, the Gala, and Power, with Power being the highest. It means that people are playing two of those guys in every line. Yeah, and I don't believe Keegan. I don't believe we'll Keegan. We'll wait and see what I, comes I don't out. believe Keegan either, yeah. but why is the Gala... I, why is in power, for sure, the Gala just below them, but usually you're going to see two of those guys in a lineup. Yeah, I believe heavily in Wise. I actually think Wise will be the highest owned of those three. Like I'm he, leaving Keegan out completely. I think it's Wise, then it's a, a power with the Gala right after it. Do you think we can build the most chalk lineup of the week? I think we did. Let, let's see. We got Power... And who was the guy from down low who everyone's using? Well, it's it's, it's M Wise JT. I don't even know if power fits it yet. Uh, let's see. Hoagie is the guy from down low. So the, yeah. in the six Ks, it's Hoagie. Mullenix is getting a lot of from according to Fantasy National. Mullenix is very popular in this type I, of I, build. I, you I, just I th- stop. But I think it, yeah. that's a that could be a Fantasy National thing where people are looking at the numbers like, oh yeah, it's a pretty good price, sixty two for Mullenix and what he's been doing. I don't know if like your average guy with NFL money left over entering these contests. Like, who the yeah. fuck is Trey Mullinex? That's what I mean. <laughs> so um, that, that also makes the projections a little bit trickier here because, like, Poston is popular amongst, like, generating lineups right now at, like, 15%, but his projected ownership is, like, 10%. It's Hoagie, the one who really stands out here. Hoagie and Power. So let's say Hoagie, Power, and M in a lineup. How, I would bet large sums on Wise ownership versus Power. Wise is going to be higher on than Power. You think so? Definitely. Okay, so let's throw wise in. Well, like I said, I mean, look, everyone's betting power too. That's the other thing I'll say about this. Everyone's betting power at, as a hedge. Well, I think that's what will end up happening. Is say, all right, I already bet him anyway because he got, he got bet down from like fifty to I think thirty-five. And people are pretty big on Seamus Power, who has never shown anything in a good field. That's the interesting part for you know what you're doing with them. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm way off. Uh, again, I'm, I've got them pretty close. Right now, I'll tell you this. I said large sums. Maybe I'll back down a little bit and come back off the ledge. But I will say... JT Cantley. J- do you think it's JT Xander or JT Cantley as the most common start? I think it's Rom JT. Rom JT. I think Rom is one of the higher owned on the slates. So I think Rom JT is where you start it. Okay. And then you go M. What's, what's, what happens when you go M wise power? All right, so... You I mean, land on 7200. I, I don't even need to use Tom Hoagie in this lineup. You can go Sungjae, Wise, Power, Rom, Thomas. That gives you 72. What if we take out Power, like you said, 
and use Hoagie, who I do have projected is very highly owned. And then you have 79. That doesn't get you high enough. That's the problem with the 7,000 because you have Horschel, Connors, Henley, Adam Scott, who no one's fucking using. Right. That, that's So before we started talking about that, that's what I was going to say. I think that you've got that range. Horschel, Connors, Henley, even Scott. And then Keegan won't be as high as the three that we talked about, but he's going to be above those four. Yeah, that's right. That's what, I would agree with that fully. And like I said, we're coming off the ledge and just backing up my, you know, my take there is, is maybe Wise. I, I have Wise around 23% ownership is where I see him. I see power around 18 to 20. So that, 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 they're still high. That's not a big difference. Like that's a coin I, just meant, I would just, I was saying I would bet for sure that I lean that it's wise. I'm five points off where I'm saying it's wise over, over power. That's where I see it. But it doesn't really matter as much for DFS. I was just stating that, you know, if it was a bet one or the other, I would bet the wise side. But going back to it, M, wise, Thomas, Rom, Hoagie, we have to do something different. Like it's almost like, do you think people just come off Rom? Yes. And go to, a, and go to Xander. And do, can, we, or, and do we have Cantlay. to say Cantlay now because of the Xander news? I don't necessarily think we have to. I think it depends on if we take out Rom and use Cantlay, what does that allow us to get to? I think it's Brian Harmon would be yeah, my guess. It looks so like it. it gives you Spieth, Matsuyama, and Harmon. People seem to be, I mean, Spieth's not going to be unowned. No. And Spieth's going to be more popular than Hideki. I have Harmon projected as higher owned, but I think when left with the choice, people would use Spieth out of these three. I think I found it. Here's what I think people will really like. We'll see if they get to it. I, I think it's actually a decent lineup. If we take out Thomas. I, I got a good one for you, Pat. Okay, I, I just readjusted mine, but go ahead. JT, Finau. Oops, I, I'm putting the wrong guy here. I put in Homa. You, I meant to put Tom Kim, and, and then you don't have I, I think that's the other super yeah. common build. The the one that I have here is go ahead, Cantley and Xander and Hovland. Hoagie, Wise, Sungjae. Yeah, that, that's a good one. That leaves 100 bucks. I think that's going to be a very common lineup. I found... Um, so all you really need to do, though, is take a look at that lineup and just kind of reverse engineer it in a few spots, right? Yeah. Like, let's see, instead of using Sungjae, let's use Hideki. What was the full lineup again, just so I can plug it in? Sungjae? Uh, Sungjae, Wise, Hoagie. Hovland. Hovland, Cantley, Xander. Cantley, Xander. So we can go from M up to Burns in that lineup, if you really wanted to do that. And instead of using Hoagie, you can go down to Mullinix. And now you're, you're already different enough yeah, yeah. doing that. So. But there you go. There, there are your two like, changes off the chalk lineup. And maybe you feel very comfortable with that. I don't like this lineup because I don't want to play Cantley and Xander because I like losing money. But there's different ways that you can fudge this. Like you can go from Xander to Finau, who's going to be super popular as well. And then you're... Hovland can go up to Tom Kim or Will Zalatoris if you wanted. Yeah, like just when talking about getting different though while still having some great plays. Like if you love Hovland, Wise, Finau, on surface, you're like, well, man, that seems like a pretty popular lineup. But in the same build you just had, Pat, three guys to fill it out. Mullinex, Cantlay, and Zalatoris. That, that is completely unique. It you said Hovland, Wise, and who? So it, you, you go with uh, Cantlay, then, then Finau. No, who are the three that you said? If you like oh, Hovland, Hovland Wise, Finau. Okay. So are all pretty popular on this slate. Yeah. As is Cantlay. So I'll run through this one in a second. So add in Cantlay. Then you get Zalatoris and Mullinex to round it out. 
But while it still has all these popular plays in it, like if you look at Hovland, Wise, Finau, Cantlay, you're like, oh, those are all pretty popular plays. This is where it gets confusing to people because they're like, oh, I can't play all those guys. They're so popular. But wait a minute. I've got Cantlay with nobody from the top, Rom or Scheffler, no JT, no X. And no Zandria. No, no Morikawa. Like I have none of those top guys well, up there. Fi- now, Finau is going to be like Morikawa is below Thomas, Xander, and Finau when it comes to ownership. Right, but how often is he the second guy in with only Cantlay and with Z- Zalatoris right on his ass, right behind him? Not very often. True. So that setup of your lineup is different, and then you have Mullinex at the bottom rounding it out. Like, you're way off the board already with this, and this lineup still actually projects better than the original one we did at the top of the show. Hmm. Is just an example, and I don't care about the projections as much, just to show... I use it to kind of balance. Like, am I going way too stupid here with a Ramey or a guy like Brem? Or am I building a good lineup that still has chalkier pieces? But again, you got to remember, Pat, I've got no power. I've got no M in this lineup. I've got no Tom Kim. I've got no Hoagie. I've got no Xander, no X, no Rom, no JT. Like, this lineup is still, well, having popular pieces, it's not way off the board. And you still get some of your favorite guys. You get Cantlay, Willie Z. Tony Finau, Wise, you you get some of the guys you want to play this week without going crazy, but your lineup is still off the board. Did you see Finau's new swing? It looks interesting. It's kind of like Furyk Wolf-esque. Now they're saying he's maybe just doing it in practice because it helps him set up for what he actually does. What I saw was pure confidence, as always, swagger. Tony Finau, that's yeah, just... Yeah, he was striping it. He, he doesn't give it. a shit because he's like, I'm just... That, he's so good right now, man. It's incredible. So... He's a guy that's just a fun watch. Love it. The price is probably wrong on him at 9300 Again, get different with your lineups with him like this. But my point would be, man, it's hard to get away from a guy like him on a course like this. The setup, the scoring, 9300 four full days, all those factors. Looks good. I'm trying to figure out who I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play Rom. I'm not going to play Cantlay. I'm not going to play Zalatoris. I'm not going to play Sungjae. Not going to play Wise or Power or Hoagie. So I'm just going to cross those guys <laughs> like, off my list. Like just X them out to try to build my 20 lineups worth. I don't know what to do with Justin Thomas because I think he's a good play. I think he's a good price. I don't know how I want to mix him in. And I don't know what to do with Fitzpatrick. I think, I think you can play both of them with the moves you're making already. That, sure, that's my Sure, point. but I, I, have, I have a lot of guys like I, I'm – in the eights, I have stars next to Young, Kim, Homa, Hovland, Burns, Spieth, Matsuyama, and Herman. Like, I can't play all those guys. I have to cross some of those guys off the list. We, we just have to build that lineup real quick, to, not, to, not to stop you. But you, you said, what does it look like here? So who's your guy? You said Young, Kim, oh, I, I, Homa. Bu- I, I built the lineup, if you, if you want to hear Yeah, well, what do you got? What is it? That's what I'm curious. It is, let's see, Kim, Homa, Hovland, Spieth, Matsuyama, Thigala. Homa, Hovland, Spieth, Matsuyama. The gala. Here's the thing. It can score very well. The winner definitely can be on here. But if it's not, you're fucked. And what does it leave a bunch of money on the table too? Uh I don't believe so. Homa, Kim, Hovland, Spieth, Matsuyama. Yeah, it leaves six hundred bucks on the, the table. Like you could get up to someone. The problem the the reason why this lineup was difficult for me to construct was because of the gala. And there's no one in those upper sevens that I like. Right. Like if I want to use Billy Horschel, I could. If I want to use Corey Connors, I could. I don't want to use those guys. Spe- speaking of that, pivoting real quick, but we talked earlier about skill set lineups. Because again, that lineup, I think well, the reason I want to go to this because I think that lineup's going to score pretty well. Those are those are all guys that can score. If you were building the like we're building like a stats lineup, but like the scorers, right? Just the best price for dot. Like we want Thigala because he can go nuclear. 
and score you a bunch of points over four days. Who who are some of the other guys you want in the lineup? Finau? Yeah, I mean, just based on DraftKings scoring per round to look at it over the past. Yeah, let's do that. You've got it up there. I can plug it in as we go. Over the past 50 rounds, uh, Finau, I mean, the the top five are Finau, Xander, Cantley, Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler. That shouldn't surprise anyone. Those are like... Finau's one, though? Finau is, yeah. Well, Rory was by far number one, but he is not playing. So Finau is number one. So after those like big four after him, Xander, Cantley, Zalatoris, Scheffler, it's Cam Young, Max Homa, Tom Kim. Okay, so I really like this for another reason. We could stop on it for a second and talk about it. So this is my point to your starting with the 8K guy lineup. Mm-hmm. We're not going to end up too much different here. And it's actually funny because I'm about to do it. Because remember we did Kenny's Cornerstones earlier and we landed on Wise Thigala to round it out. This lands on Wise Power to round it out. But if you go Finau, Young Kim Homa, which is three 8K guys. I don't know how many people get to that with just one guy above. Usually, like I said, 2-8K, or sorry, 2-9K, 2-8K, and drop down. You're still in the seven. You land on wise power, but is this different enough? I don't know. It projects pretty good. It is scores, and I'm not sure where wise and power show up on your list there. Uh, but we know, I mean, they what? definitely could score. Wise and power are in the top half, at okay. least. Let's see. Wise is in between Hovland and Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And power is, it goes... Once we get to like number 12, number 11 is actually Keegan. And Hovland, Wise, Fitzpatrick, Mullenix, Burns, Power, Thigala, Hoagie. Yeah, this is a cool thing just to play off of. I don't want to spend a bunch of time on it, but just to say that is like when you start this at Finau, you could argue Finau's, I mean, what? He's been winning more than all these. He's been winning more than Morikawa, Xander, Cantley. He's been winning more than all of these guys and has the form coming in. Three so, three wins in his past seven starts. Right. And so is it feasible that he gets another win? I mean, is it likely? Yeah. Probably not, but if he does, is it possible? Absolutely. So you start with him. You end up with Kim Young. So my point would be no Scheffler, no Rom, no JT, no Cantlay, no X, no Kawa. None of those guys in your build. You drop down, no Sung JM. You went with the upper 8K range of Homa, Kim, and Young. You have no him. You don't have him in there. You don't have to go wise and powered around it up, but I'm saying you still have no Hoagie. You still have a you, lot of guys you, missing. You could go Mullenix back into the 8Ks. I'm about to look at that. I was just, that's why I said it's a good you exercise. Go, you could go Mullinex Speeth if you wanted to, or maybe Burns. I don't know what. Mullinex Burns. Look at that lineup. That's a pretty good lineup. That is a good lineup. And again, four 8K guys to your original point where I was like, oh, I don't know. But when you start it with Finau and round it out with a low punt in Mullinex, it, it's definitely a lineup that has upside at a tournament like this. So do you think that having one of those punts in there is the move? Definitely. I think Stars and Scrubs has always been the best way at these types of tournaments. The pricing is not fixed. I know it's the first event, and DraftKings is moving it forward based on that, but that was the funny part about the, the Rory situation, how they left him in there and did it. Like, who cares? If they took him out, the price, it would have bumped Rom to 10-5 instead, or she- sorry, Scheffler. To t- they would have just changed it slightly like that. The pricing is still wrong for you know the way they set it up. It's just it's how it's going to be. Wrong in the sense of, could Scheffler be 11-5 here? Yes. Could Brem B5000? Yes, they just don't do that anymore. That's not their pricing structure. So that's the setup that we run with. I used to like when they did that. I, I liked it better. I, I wish they would do it. It makes it like when, well, here, here's my point going back. Remember the Mexico Open? Rom was like 11 5 and was what, a two to one favorite to win the tournament? I know it was got a lot harder to get him over the finish line, but he got the win in the end. He was, he should have been priced at 15,000. It was two to one and then like 12 to one. That was the odds on that tournament. That's what we're seeing with this pricing. But just to say it, that lineup is great. A 9K, four 8Ks, and a 6K. You have no 10K. You have no 7K. You don't have M. You don't have Wise. You don't have Hoagie. You don't have 
JT, Xander, Rom. This lineup projects better again than the guys that we talked about off the top, and it still sets up in a similar format. And if you really wanted to make the switch and go higher, you can keep everything basically the exact same and change Finau. Let's see, how did I do this? You change Finau into Scheffler, and then that would turn Burns into the Gala. Yeah, again, like... Like, that's a 2v2 in that lineup. Yeah, and this is what's a, you know, a good time to bring that up, too. The funny part is, like, again, you're playing the 20 lineups. You're setting it up that way. The more lineups you have, I mean, people are going to get, myself included, player pool shamed this week because we use too many guys or whatever. But again, when you're doing a 2v2 like that in a tournament like this, good luck. Like, that's a coin flip. Yeah. Those, those, those are both good 2v2s. If you've got the lineups, why would you not? convert one to that if you can afford to do it or if you have it i don't mind doing it especially when i'm building something like this so i do that and then people are like oh but he used everyone in the pool like no a couple guys are one percent or two percent on but they're part of those 2v2 swaps where i'm still i'm over on this guy or that guy like a keegan bradley this week i'm probably playing more than most i don't love him i like that he's priced above that core three that we talked about i like that i think he could still come through a guy just won recently in tears had a, a bounce back him and henley are guys who just got these big wins that finally got sort of what if they got a monkey off their back at a value price tag in an event where they're not the worst in the field. They're not the Brems and the Ramies and the Reeves, but they're, we know they're not the JTs, the Xs, and those guys. I get it. But I don't know. You said they're going to go on a run. So what I'm hearing is that Russell Henley is the new Tony Finau or Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> no, but could, could you see them show up and get in the top 15 here? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And no one's touching that range. I mean, we just did it with the 8K range, Pat, where we overload it. What if you go Henley, Connors, Horschel? I don't think you need to do that. Bradley... I'm just showing it. Then you get, what do you get here? JT and Fitzpatrick. You get, what do you get instead of that? What's the, the mix? Cantlay? Did you, did you like Cantlay? I guess Cantlay Morikawa. Here's, here's one to give you. Projects five points less than the original. Just again, using that for this term. Henley, Connors, Horschel, Bradley. Four 7Ks, not many are doing that. Four 7Ks that not many are using. Bradley probably coming in as the fourth highest owned with the Gala Wise Power as the difference. Cantlay Morikawa, two of the better plays in this field, probably is from a ball striking all around go low type of setup. There's other ways to do it. I'm just saying using that as the example here. I don't think it's a bad setup. Let's end with this. 6K guys that you're floating in and out of these lineups, you might end up using way more. Obviously, you're going to use more than me because you're going to play more lineups than me. But I have it narrowed down to four of them. Okay. Mullinex, Stallings, Poston, and Hughes. And I'm the same as you on the other three. Probably more spawn than Mullinex, but that'd be the four. Okay. I mean, listen, I have enough lineups that I can break that up. I don't need to play 40% Mullinex or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, that would be a, a nice, strong move because then you can get... Until you see how he finishes. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. we can not, only not do so going strong in. of a move. Results-oriented after the fact? Maybe, maybe not a good move at all. Maybe not so sharp or smart. But if you look at, like you said, if you want to take a stand, that's a way to do it because then people are like, oh, but Pat played all these guys up top that are 25% owned. Yeah, but Mullinex is his anchor in all of them. You're not... He's what? 15%, 12 to 15% is what I'm seeing right now. I don't see... Even if he gets the steam, I don't see him getting that much more... Um, than that, right? Maybe maybe not even. Maybe he ends up at 10% in this field. All right. I think that'll do it on the Pat Mayo experience. I'll see if people like this format for golf. Yeah. We'll work through it. We'll, we'll adjust as we go through I actually forget what we did last year. Different. We just went through all the... Tiers. T- through the pricing tiers, and then we did the live chat, and then we kind of worked off the live chat. Yeah. We have to go a little bit earlier on Wednesdays now, and it's not really conducive to a live chat because it's really early for people everywhere else. And, and it's really early in the season. I, I mean, obviously, let the people decide. I just think that 
From my perspective, you can gain way more from looking at roster construction, what the field's doing. We can talk through ownership like we did throughout. I like this format, but I'll do whatever the people want too. I just hey, I think well, it is interesting. We, we switched to this format in football, and I had by far my best NFL season of all time. Won a lot of money this year, which is fantastic news for me. And it was just through talking it through with you how to properly construct my lineup. And then I was using Run the Sims to fill in the pieces. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do similar, I think. Again, whatever people want, we'll do. But uh, give us the feedback in the comments. I'll do Pat's job for a second. Let us know what you like. If you like this, let us know. If you don't, let us know what you'd like to see different. If you want us to add something to it, always open to that as well. We've got, we've got no problem spending the time. It just has to make sense for everybody. So. so, yeah, it's early in the season. So let's fill up the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League on DraftKings. Rake free, three max entry, $15 to play. It's down in the description. And the one and done, for the love of God, start getting your entries in. As I mentioned, if you have two entries in the one and done, screenshot that to me, and I'll give away four more free entries on Monday's show uh, to anyone who does that. And congratulations again to at CRSims4 on Twitter. You have won a free entry into the one and done, so we had one. Now he has two. Now he can screenshot that to me. Send it back to me. Hey, he's got two entries. So Try he's eligible for the next draw. Try and win again or add one more. Get in the three max like we talked about. Yeah. It's a five max. I'm saying get in like a three max. If you can't get to five, I understand it's a little bit more money. But if you want to get a third one in, it's nice to have that balance. You could start with two, the same pick, one offsetting. And if you can keep running that to the end, you might end up having a couple entries up there in the, in the finale. I'll have all of the cheat sheet notes, the bets, everything like that in my newsletter. I'll send that out on Wednesday afternoon. So after we finish this show and I can kind of finalize everything with you, in the coming weeks, you're going to have the tidbits. But the big thing, well, not only do you host Fantasy Golf Degenerates Monday evenings on the Mayo Media Network and the podcast feed, showdown Thursday night, Friday night with you. Love it. Showdown season, always my favorite. Uh, some huge wins last year, some great calls right on the show that flipped over to big wins the next day. Hey, Thanks. You, won a, you won 125K on Friday's showdown at the U.S. Open. I'll never forget Shout it. Shout out to my guy, Cam Young. Yes, it was <laughs> definitely a great week. So, yeah, I mean, keep on it. Be on the Mayo Media Network. It's a free show every Thursday and Friday night. Presented by RunPureSports.com. We will have it there, yes. So you'll be able to see that myself and Hoop 2410 on Thursday. AP will be with me on Friday. And then we'll have the round four show on the Run Pure Sports YouTube channel. You can find me at rumpiersports.com check it out no promo code right now it's all sports one price best deal there is in the industry so check that out and then follow me on twitter at toe tag and tambo the tidbits will start next week all right and tambo and i will be back on friday with the nfl draft kings picks for the for, for the final giant slate of the year for week 18 once again fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20 percent off over there and you can kind of look through what we're looking through and generate your lineups very easily all right i'm pat mayo thanks for watching We'll see you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.